In Texas, it's authentic queso cheese dip. I don't know where this came from, but in Oklahoma, I guess they don't like authentic cheese dip. They serve cheese sauce. And so my first meal of Mexican food, you know, I, I take my chip and dip it in there and I go, what the hell is this? And I've been stuck in that, you know, same motto ever since. What the hell is cheese sauce? Hey, everybody. I'm Chef Tim Lopez. I work as a line chef and first cook at the Eagles Novacare in South Philadelphia. And this show is about taking a look at football through the foods that we all love. We're going to talk with players, coaches, chefs, and celebrities about the food culture of our team and our Eagles community. This is Feeding the Birds. Welcome to another episode of Feeding the Birds, and we have a really good episode for you today. We're going to talk with Lane Johnson and also assistant quarterbacks coach Spencer Phillips. We'll get into some good food talk with Lane and find out his favorite foods from out in Oklahoma, and we're going to talk with Spencer Phillips about his favorite go-to sandwiches in our cafe. All right, so let's just kick it off to our interview with Lane Johnson. And we're here today with number 65. Finally. One of the original underdogs of our team. I'm glad to be here. You know, I've been hearing about this thing for years. I didn't know if it was real or not, but I'm in studio and it's 100 right now. Yeah, we're going to keep it 100 too. We're That's gonna right. Keep it right on the 100. That's and obviously the voice you're hearing is Lane Johnson. Thank you, Lane, for sitting down with us today. Thank you for having me. Not a problem, man. I've been waiting for this interview ever since you put that dog mask on last season. <laughs> if you wanted to wear the mask to the interview, it might sound a little weird, but we're glad to have you either I, way. i got to so. find that mask. I don't yeah. know where it is. Let's talk about the mask for one second. This is a food mm-hmm. podcast, but I'm curious. How did you and Chris Long decide you were going to uh, put the masks on? You know what? You cooked us a nice lunch one day, and uh, we were sitting down at the table. You know, we were the number one seed, but yet we were picked to lose, you know, first round to Atlanta. So that's considered an underdog, and Chris Long, you know, the character he is, he said, you know, maybe we should get an underdog mask and i said i'll tell you what i'm gonna go on amazon i'm gonna see if i can find what an underdog maybe look like and so first thing i saw was that creepy german shepherd halloween mask and i said that is perfect <laughs> got an amazon expressed here got it here saturday gave it to jason peters before the game i said whenever we win this game i said you give me this mask and you give chris long that mask and that's what happened we broke that mask out and the whole city just took off with it the mask originally i think was around 12 dollars, and it got up to i think around 40 what they said so it <laughs> that's pretty good deal. <laughs> it took off hey. out of nowhere there you go. Whatever company that was that provided the mask, good for you guys, man. You're welcome. Yeah, amen, <laughs> amen. One time I heard you come in, and you said, if they're going to train us like dogs, we're going to eat like dogs. I don't know if you remember that. It might have been like a rough practice day or something like that, and you came in and you put quite a bit on your plate that day in the cafe. <laughs> you you would look like you were starving, so. Yeah, that's the funny saying. Well, back home, you know, I have a lot of country relatives. And I don't know if you can tell by my voice. You know, a lot of times they'll take their dogs out hunting and, you know, after a long day's work, hey, you got to get fed. And that's, that's, right. that's kind of where it comes that's from. Right. So let's talk about the cafe a little bit before we get into your history. Yeah. Obviously, you've been here since 2013, but yep. a lot of changes in the cafe, but we're kind of locked in now with what we do. What do you like about what we do in our cafe here? <laughs> I like, I'm a big smoothie guy. I like all the vegetables and I like all the fruits. I'm a big avocado guy. As you know, every morning I switch that up. One thing that's changed, I guess, since I came here, I was a big milk drinker. And when I got here, I think my body fat was around 21, which has never been that high. You know, I was consuming, you know, you can ask some of these guys, I was consuming a, a half gallon of milk at every sitting, a gallon and a half of milk a day. And my body fat got high, and then eventually over time I eliminated that. My body fat's down to around 15 now, but really I just I started eating a lot healthier, cleaner. I mean, when you do that, you notice your body feels a lot better. You reduce inflammation, you feel better, you look in the mirror, your confidence starts going up a little bit, and uh, you know, that's kind of where it's changed. 
That's pretty cool, man. I'm glad we can provide the option for you to get that smoothie in the cafe. You know, it wasn't always like that. Smoothies are a big part of what goes on here. It's not the only part of it, though. But what else is your go-to in the cafe? You're doing a lot of eggs. You're doing a lot of avocado, a lot of fresh avocado. Yeah, another thing, so. like I say, it's just the, the diversity. You know, you have steak one day. You have swordfish. You have salmon. You have all different sorts of stuff. Cod. You know, we have our wing days, just a variety. We have our pasta days now, which is unbelievable. And I usually get shrimp and chicken with a little bit of garlic in there, as you know. It's really about the variety. And I eat here, you know, pretty much all my meals come from here. So you've really been keeping me alive over these past five, six years, keep me, keep me going. So I, I like to show my gratitude to you. Oh, thank you very much, sir. I'm happy <laughs> to do it. Happy to do it. We're all happy to do it back there. It's a big job feeding some big guys. We all enjoy it. And uh, adding that new pasta bar and stir fry action station on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I think has helped with, you know, options and choices for you guys i know everybody's huge on getting pasta because carb loading is a big thing when you're an athlete so that helps carbs yeah uh, especially with guys you know people may not know this nfl if you're you know underweight or overweight you get fined per pound so if you know you're not meeting those caloric intake needs you're going to get uh you know something out of your wallet all right let's dive into your history a little bit lane was born in groveton texas tell me a little bit about your food culture growing up stuff your mom and dad would cook for you maybe stuff that you really loved as a kid Oh, uh, let's start here. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I ate a lot of Pop-Tarts growing up. Groton, Texas is a town, you know, maybe not even a thousand people, so uh, slim pickings. Uh, in the mornings, I was a big cereal guy. You know, I was a Frosted Flakes. I was a Lucky Charms. I was a General Mills tycoon. You know, really at lunch, it was really whatever they had. You either had your hamburgers, you had your pizza. That was really some of the main courses. Trying to think. That was really it. I mean, we ate a lot of chicken tenders with our fries. It wasn't necessarily healthy, but, you know, that's all we had. You was know, it was, more that it's all you had, or, like, did you have a go-to? Like, this is what, like, you know, you'd come <laughs> off the field in high school, and you say, all right, I got to get me some. It's unfortunate. You know, we only had, you know, one or two, two stores in the Groton. So if you wanted to go somewhere big, we would go to Lufkin. And we had a um, a Mexican food spot in Lufkin that I really liked. I think it's uh, Don Rafa's, um, and that's where we usually go and celebrate. What was their uh, main dish there? Something that knocked your socks off, if you can recall. I like the fajitas, and I always love starting the meal off with cheese dip. I mean, I would just, you know, sometimes I would eat so much cheese dip to where it would spoil my meal, but, you know, that's even continues to this day. I'm big on cheese dip, and as we were talking about earlier, in Texas, it's authentic queso cheese dip. I don't know where this came from, but in Oklahoma, I guess they don't like authentic cheese dip. They serve cheese sauce. And so my first meal at Mexican food, you know, I, I take my chip and dip it in there, and I, and I go, what the hell is this? And uh, and I've been stuck in that, you know, same motto ever since. What the, what the hell is is cheese sauce? What the hell is cheese sauce? Cheese sauce is definitely not real cheese. I'm not going to hate on Wiz all the way because we're in Philadelphia. You know, Wiz is a standard with steaks. Some people swear by it. Me, I like, you know, American or provolone cheese on my steaks. But, yeah, cheese dip, cheese sauce, big difference. Big, big difference. <laughs> Huge you know? difference. So you prefer the real deal cheese. Real deal real cheese. Real deal cheese. You know, you go to college in Oklahoma. Oklahoma is very interesting because doing research for this uh, interview, apparently they're the only state in the entire country that has a state meal. In 1988... I guess the state fathers or the, the governor or whatever came up with an idea to promote their cultural past, they would have a state meal. And I'm going to just read it off here real quick. And I know, I know you've eaten this, so we're going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, so here's the state meal of Oklahoma. Chicken fried steak. Oh, my God. Barbecued pork, which I guess is chopped or pulled. Yep. Fried okra. Yes. Squash. Mm-hmm. Black-eyed peas. Mm-hmm. Cornbread. Cornbread. Biscuits and gravy, and that would be sausage gravy. And they put more sausage on there. Had that this morning, by the way. Yes, keep, you keep did. Going. Yeah. Keep oh, going. yeah. Grits. Yep. Okay, you do butter in those or sugar or what? I do butter. Okay, me too. Corn. I'm assuming that's on the cob or off the cob. What I like to do, I like to get the corn on the cob and then I'll get my knife and get those and kernels chop it and off. chop yeah. it off. Yeah, I'm the same way. 
I don't like eating it on the cob. It gets stuck in my teeth, but I'll cut it off and eat it on the dish. Yeah, that's so. why we do it. And then apparently strawberries are like the state fruit, and then pecan pie is a big thing down there. So you've eaten this meal? Yes. Yeah, this so, is, so, this yeah. is one meal. I don't know about all in one meal. I don't know how you would eat all that in one meal, but I can tell you the place to go for chicken fried steak in Oklahoma is called Kendall's, and it's in Noble, Oklahoma, which is a little bit south of Norman by the college. The best chicken fried steak I've ever had. And they also have award-winning cinnamon rolls and award-winning sweet tea. And uh, I can tell you right now, if you ever get a chance to go down yonder way, you need to go to that place. We'll go to Kendall's. Kendall's Restaurant. Kendall's Restaurant. All right. I like me some sweet tea, so I would totally check that out. And then chicken fried steak. I haven't had any good chicken fried steak ever, really. It's not something I'm out there looking for, so maybe I need well, to when give it's, a when try. When it's done right and it's in your face, I guarantee you it won't disappoint. I'll give it a shot. Do you eat biscuits and gravy with the chicken fried steak, or how does that roll? So usually at that restaurant, you'll have your chicken fried steak. You'll have a you know, baked potato loaded, uh, if you like that. Personally, I like it loaded with no chives. I'm not a big chive guy. Then it's a trip to the salad bar. However many trips you want, you got it. And then after your belly's about to pop, you get a big old stack of cinnamon rolls that are just off the charts. See, that sounds like the Lane Johnson state meal right there. It sounds like the you eat it too much, you're going to get diabetes state meal. <laughs> okay. uh, but as far as that, it's it's my favorite place to go. That's cool, man. Obviously, steak in Texas is big. Uh, one of my favorite restaurants in general is Saltgrass Steakhouse, one of the primary go-tos if I'm back home or in Oklahoma. Another place, another famous place I like to go to for steak is uh, Mickey Mantle Steakhouse. So Mickey Mantle, you know, played for New York. Was actually born in Oklahoma, so he has a restaurant in there in downtown Oklahoma. The best steak that you'll get, Mickey Mantle Steakhouse, okay. Oklahoma City. I got to take a trip to Oklahoma. This sounds like fun. Yeah, I mean, this hey, sounds like fun, hey, man. You got to do some living. I definitely got to do some living. I got to get you to show me around because I'm oh. going to get lost down there, bro. <laughs> I might get lost down there. You come from Oklahoma. You get drafted. You come to Philadelphia. What do you start eating here when you first show up? Maybe something you never had before. I mean, obviously, you told me you had a cheesesteak. One time yes. after you got drafted, what was your opinion of the Philly cheesesteak? I loved it. It was uh, from talk of the town. It was just you know it was my first time arriving in the building. I guess lunch was already over with. Got the cheesesteak shoved in my face, delicious, and uh, shoved it down. And I've eaten them here at Calf, which are very good, but I just haven't had that many since. I don't know why I'm not prejudiced against cheesesteaks. But other than that, I'm trying to think what else is new to me. Probably just all the smoothie. You know, even in Oklahoma, we didn't have the smoothie bar. The NCAA would only let you do so much uh, back then. Now you can have all the food you want. You know, back when I was in school, we had guys giving blood for money so they could have something to eat. So, that, so that's kind of changes that have occurred. But as far as just uh, the diversity, the fruits, the vegetables, uh, you know, down south, there's a lot of greasy spoons. There's a lot of, you know, bad diets going on. But as far as that, I think it's helped clean it up for me. I think maybe more healthy overall. That's good. I'm glad we have what we can provide for you here, you know, especially the fuel bar. Fuel bar is a huge thing, I'm sure, to just be able to grab and go something. You know, when you're about to head out on the field, that's probably a great thing for you. Exactly. We have that. We have shakes. Pretty much just simple carbs, and it's able to work. So the squeezable ones, I forgot what we call them. Anyways, we take that usually before we go on the field. So everything's to our, you know, we have easy access to it. And I think that's, you know, it's been there from day one, ever since I got here. That's something good that they, they are continuing to develop. Spoke a lot with Mike Menace and Josh Hanks about that. Just rolling along. You know, we've got our new guys in there. Tom working down there. we got Jack doing some stuff for uh, meal prep for these guys in the afternoon. So it's cool to draw all this nutrition stuff together, combine it with, with the culinary skills yeah. in the cafe, and just make sure you guys are really well fed. Yeah, so. I th and I think they did a good job of educating. I think one thing y'all do is educating. You know, you have your stuff, the vegetable of the month or the fruit of the month, and then you say, okay, how does it affect your body? And I think the food of the month a couple months ago was avocados. You know, maybe blueberries the next month, but at least y'all are educating and providing that information to the athletes, so you know, you know what's happening when, when this stuff is, is going in your body. So another thing is uh, big, I think, is just all the f the 
fats that y'all have. You have the coconut oil, you have all the flax seeds, you have the nuts, the walnuts, the all that, the almonds, which, you know, I never really, you know, got into before. To change and grow with this organization and provide you guys what you need every day, you know, make sure you got the right proteins and the right carbs and all the different grains that you need. It's been great. It's been great to see all the organic stuff coming in. Yeah, so, so I'm glad so, you so, take so, advantage. So I want to ask you, how has that changed for you? Was all this organic, all the, you know, health conscious stuff, was that, has that always been around or how recent has that been since y'all changed? I would say in the past seven, eight years. I've been here since 07, so that was 11 years for me. And there was some of it was there, but I remember we didn't have Smoothie Bar, you yeah. know. Donovan McNabb, quarterback at the time, back in the day, asked if we could get a blender to make smoothies. And uh, Keisha would make smoothies every Friday morning, just strawberry banana. Yep. And she'd just make them nonstop all through breakfast, and we'd put them out in the ice in cups, and people would just come pick them up. But there wasn't protein powder. There wasn't almond milk. There wasn't all that stuff. And so the smoothie kind of got embraced as a way to really concentrate all your nutrients, concentrate you know healthy stuff for you where you could just drink it and be on your way. Yeah. So that was the biggest change, I think. And then adding different stuff to the salad bar, adding different types of uh, organic beef organic uh, chicken, cleaner, leaner food in the last seven, eight years. Christina was a big part of that. She wanted us getting more involved with the local farms, local yeah. produce. I think that's big. So uh, it's I'm huge, not, I'm not man. sure that happens with other teams if every owners are that conscious of, you know, or that serious on nutrition, but they obviously knows what, that, you know, it's, it's very important for a football team. Yeah, they take good care of everybody here. I've just been amazed how... I mean, you got guys coming in, you know, 100 guys at a time, and you go, the usual, the usual, and you know every guy's order. How can you attain all that sensory overload and still maintain, you know, I guess being happy? Uh, you know, if that was me, <laughs> that's, tell you something, it wouldn't be the wouldn't case. would be happy? Oh, no. No? I enjoy being busy. The one thing I don't like as a chef is downtime. Yeah. Because when you're cooking food, you want hot, fresh food, and you want people to eat it. If there's nobody there to eat it, and you're not cooking, you're not really doing your job. And so I really love doing my job and making sure you guys get what you need. Now, you have a really truncated timetable in the morning where you guys come in, and you know when you're hitting the door to the cafe versus what time the meeting starts, there's not a lot of time. So it's a lot of guys to feed in a short amount of time, but I kind of like to just jump into overdrive with that. And I'm glad I have the assistance of the other team members with Flick yeah, Hospitality I'll, to help me for I that. I just want to tell you you and your staff how thankful we are how much y'all do you know how much this stuff goes behind the scenes it doesn't get noticed hey guy i mean you're my mvp and Thank i appreciate you, you. and it's not just for the podcast this is from the heart and it's uh you know it's 100 it's the truth i appreciate that man we, we gotta keep it for 100 for you guys you know super bowl champions you all deserve it yeah it's been a pleasure it's been a pleasure working with you guys all right so let's get into some fun stuff here let's do it we're going to take you out we got a couple questions to ask you i'm going to hit you with them pretty fast just okay. shout out whatever you're thinking this is called the three questions here three we questions. go here we go favorite burger topping go Bacon, avocado, uh, pepper jack cheese, that's lettuce, it. tomato. I like it. Nothing else, that's it? You're not a ketchup guy? I like chipotle mayo. Ooh, damn. That sounds like a fine burger right there. Bacon, avocado, pepper jack cheese, lettuce, tomato, chipotle mayo. That's that memory recall I was talking about. All right, there well, you, go. you know why I say it back? Because <laughs> now when he comes in, I'll make him the burger. So I, I always like to try to remember. There you go. Next question up. Favorite pizza topping, go. Ooh, I'm kind of simple on that. I like my pepperoni. I like sausage not italian sausage i will every now and then obviously cheese and jalapenos so there's a place in uh oklahoma famous pizza spot called the hideaway they have their pizza called the boz and that's that's what it is pepperoni with jalapenos pepperoni with jalapenos sausage and cheese just simple nothing over that'll wake you up and i like it crispy i I hate getting a slice of pizza and everything just falls off that really just oh that's that's terrible yeah that really gets, gets me going all right what's food you hate onions 
onions, cabbage. Those have really been just my two no-nos for a long time. Uh, you throw an onion in my face, I may throw a punch at your face. So you know fried onions either, right? Just no oh, that's a good. Uh, just yeah, I can do I can do the crispy onion, crispy onion strings. Oh, you like when I make those when we have in the action station? Yeah, I see. yeah, you've loaded up on those. I can deal with cucumber. Cucumber's not real high on my list either, but just regular straight onions. Nah. Just don't even mention it to me. It messes you up, bring a tear to your eye, does it? Or? You know, it gives me some PTSD. PTSD so. from the onions. You should talk to Dom at the security <laughs> because he he does not like onions either. <laughs> so I'm sure you're aware of that. He tells everybody about his hate for onions. So, <laughs> so no onions, no cucumber, no cabbage. So you're not a coleslaw guy. I'll tell you something. Who the hell has ate coleslaw? You know, you have a good meal, and then they'll give you a little, little mini package I of like coleslaw. I like coleslaw if it's good, if it's done right. Well, okay. Well, that's well, a good I'll, trade right well, there. I'm not eating coleslaw. It don't matter what day it is. All right. That sounds good, man. <laughs> All right. Tell me about the weirdest food you've ever had in your life and i know we talked about calf fries but let's let's just got to be something else calf fries is definitely up there i'm trying to think what else i've had not weird it was very good i've had elk i've had black buck antelope imported the people hunt them i've had that i'm trying to think you know i'm you know never eating a rat or anything like that i'm trying to think uh oh it's probably good i do got a good story all right go ahead go ahead so talking about country so i was at my dad's you know my mom and dad divorced when i was five so i was probably around nine nine or ten years old i'm sitting around at my dad's house and had a long week of work so he's just sitting around watching tv and come or dinner time i'm looking around the house and there ain't even a damn cracker nowhere to eat so he wakes up from his dad he said are you hungry boy i said yeah yeah i said we ain't got nothing to eat here he said all right so he goes into his bedroom and he gets his uh, headlamp out and grabs his shotgun. And he says, son, there's been a big swamp rabbit been around this house the last couple of nights. I said, uh, okay, let's see what you can do. So about 30 minutes after dark, he goes outside. This swamp rabbit is literally 10 feet from the house. He shoots this thing, skins it, and then fries it up on the grill. Straight up, just bam, 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 bam. I, I'm not sure with all the seasoning. Let Some me tell you something. Shot in there too. <laughs> I think we had a couple pellets. A couple why, pellets. You spitting the pellets I out. I may have lead poisoning, but let me tell there you something. You that was the best rabbit I've ever had. Well, don't get me started on rabbits. But, <laughs> yeah, people know my history with rabbits. I will spare everybody the same story I've told, but I will. I'll tell you the story afterward. But yeah, I had a bad history with rabbits. So, uh, <laughs> but hey, man, if it was good and you liked it, and that's a damn good story, the dad was just like, hey, I'm gonna hunt this damn rabbit. We're gonna eat it. We're gonna kill it. And uh, grill it up the, right on the grill, like the char grill outside. Uh, like a cast iron skillet grill. Cast iron that's skillet what, that's grill. What I All mean. right, so seared rabbit. That's yeah, it must seared, have been crispy. Seared rabbit. It was crispy. That's good. I do. I do like crispy. I, you know, know, that's how I'm I've always you. been. I'm with you on that. The weirdest thing I ever cooked. I'm gonna I'm gonna share a quick story, Brian. Is that all right? <laughs> I was at a Viking wedding. Now this is a true story. What do you mean by a Viking, a Viking wedding? Okay, these people were some cosplay nuts. I'm a chef. Was working here at the time, and they said, "Would you can you cook a traditional Scandinavian thing for the bride and groom?" And so I said, "Okay." So I'm looking into Scandinavian foods, and there was a lot of stuff that was basic, but reindeer popped up. Caribou. Caribou. I can't get caribou. Because this was like 10 years ago, and I didn't know where to go get caribou. I went to Whole Foods, like, we don't carry that. <laughs> the other thing was uh, whale meat. You can't get that in this country either, because that's against the law. So I went to uh, this butcher shop, and I said, you guys have reindeer? And he says, no. He said, I got really good deal on these steaks, though. I said, okay. All right, give me the steak, because I didn't want to go empty-handed. So I get all duded up in this chainmail outfit <laughs> with this helmet on, and I go and I roast these steaks over an open bonfire at this Viking <laughs> wedding. And I put it on a platter, and I come out all dressed up, and everybody's dancing around with swords and everything. And I say, hey, I got reindeer meat from Norway. And I just hold it up, and all these people are like Thor waving hammers around and stuff. <laughs> and I sliced up that damn steak, and the one guy comes up to me. He's like, that's the best reindeer I ever had. 
I was like, yeah, man, straight from Norway. <laughs> I looked at my girlfriend, who is now my wife, and I said, what the hell kind of people did you bring me to? She goes, well, why are you faking the damn reindeer meat? I said, I had to do something. You had to do something. I had hey, to do or, something. Or they were going to have a sacrifice but out there. I'm, I'm telling you, man. So that was the oddest food I've ever cooked that I pretended to give reindeer to, to some drunk reindeer. Vikings, but uh, they seem to enjoy uh, it. Another odd one is uh, uh, bullfrog legs. Bullfrog you legs. This? You yeah. fry them up or? Fry them up. Fry them up. Mm -hmm. Does it taste? Does it really taste like chicken or no? It really does. It's really, really does. good. It's uh, how really big are they? About like a size of a chicken wing or a little bit longer? Obviously longer. They're sure longer, longer. Probably not as much meat. Oh, uh, they're not this big, Tim. I'm, I'm yeah. holding my hands like five feet apart here. Yeah, I mean, here, if so. you go to Louisiana, you'll find some big bullfrogs. But yeah, I mean, it's it's good. Those are the ones that lose the bullfrog race. Huh? <laughs> right? The, the frog jumping yeah, race. So, so you go out there and gig them. That's, that's what you do. It's, gig them. Oh, with the stick. Yeah. With the stick. With the stick. Real country stuff. Is it true they, they really have like a bullfrog gigging stick, or can you just use any old uh, hardware item? You, you can like do whatever that? you want to get these frogs, but okay. yeah, they do sell frog gigging sticks with that's prongs. Cool. Yeah, then they have the ones with just three metal prongs and then uh, like the little edge, kind of like a hook, right. so that way you can't so you just off. like stab them. Hook them. Yep, and then they have another one where it's uh, an open clamp, so when you press it, it clamps down on them, and it's less messy. So that's, that's they must be good eating if they have special tools to go get these things. That's so. that's why they do it. All right, all right, all right. So I got to go to Oklahoma and I go 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 gig some frogs. All right, man. Let's end on that. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today, man. It was really cool to delve into your food culture. And glad, uh, to, glad to be a part of it. Uh, glad to know that it finally exists, man. What a good time it was. Absolutely, brother. Thanks again. Thank you. Appreciate you. Okay, next up, we're going to talk with offensive quality control and assistant quarterbacks coach Spencer Phillips. He and I discussed some banging sandwiches that we dreamed up in the cafe and also my go-to cure-all for the next morning after a late night. So let's get to our interview with Spencer Phillips. All right, so we're here today with Spencer Phillips. He was the former assistant to the uh, head coach, Doug Peterson. Now you got a new gig. Tell us about your new job here. Yes, sir. So taking you back, I came in with Coach Peterson, 2016, the 2017 assistant. I, I was his assistant. You know, With that, the easiest way for me to put it is I was his right-hand guy. Pretty much did everything together. I could tell you his schedule like the back of my hand. So everything from schedules to uh, you know just really all the organizational aspects of what goes into the season, off season, which was phenomenal because I really got to see a side of running a football program that I had never been exposed to before. All the knowledge that I was exposed to, you know, really, really kind of, you know, helped me, you know, like I said, learn a lot about a, what goes into running a football team. And I was very fortunate, you know, after this past season, he promoted me to Press Taylor, who is now our quarterbacks coach. He promoted me to offensive quality control, assistant quarterbacks. So with that now, I'm working uh, closely with Press and Coach Grow. And, you know, since Coach Peterson is so involved with the quarterbacks also, you know, I'm, I'm still so working closely with him. That's pretty cool, man. Spence is my go-to guy. I, I had to know what was going on with scheduling. I had to know what was going on with, we got a new guy coming in, like, what time's he coming, this and that. I would pick your brain about different stuff that people might like to have in the cafeteria. I mean, you know, I really appreciate having you there and oh, doing absolutely. that. Nick's the new guy. He's handling that very well, too. So it was always important for me, as the grill cook, as the first cook, the guy that everybody sees the first thing in the morning, cooking for the team, to be very close with the assistant to the head coach, because that's where all the scheduling's coming from and everything. So I really appreciate oh, yeah. working so well with you. Spencer and I have had a long history together doing breakfast. He likes to have a go-to, and in doing that, we've created a couple different go-tos. I feel like it's where we bonded. 
I do think so too. We definitely bonded over food. Breakfast is know? a special time. Yeah. yeah, it really is. I try to be as upbeat as I can, but the thing that you guys don't know about me is when you first come in, I've been there since four in the morning drinking Ooh. coffee till you show up. So I'm just like, when people come in and the music's pumping, and I'm just like, yeah, that's right, let's, <laughs> let's go, go, man, come on. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with this guy? No, Tim's got a great attitude. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Oh yeah. I like to get fired up in the mornings, and breakfast is a meal that I absolutely love, and I know you're a huge fan of breakfast too. When Spencer and I found that common ground, I mean, you know, you and I started like coming up with some good stuff. So let's talk about a couple of those creations first. Then we'll get into your history. Absolutely. I think the one we have to start off with first, rightfully so, the name. We called it the Dougie. Yes, we did. It was the Dougie. Sometimes the Doug Fresh. The Doug Fresh. Depending on the day, but that's true. This creation was actually semi-inspired by Press Taylor. Oh, look at that. It's Pre- Press Taylor. Yeah, here's, again. So here's, a, here's a, some credit to Press Taylor, but Press Taylor would do, I think, on like a Friday, his croissant. Croissant sandwich. His yep. croissant sandwich. Yep. He's creature habit as well. Creature. So I got to thinking, I said, you know what? When you eat a croissant sandwich, you know, all the good stuff falls out the back end. And I said, hey, Tim, what do you think about maybe hollowing out a croissant, baking it for a second, throwing some butter in there, a couple eggs over easy, cut up some bacon, put it inside, and then you almost got like a croissant egg sandwich burrito type deal. Yeah, he he wanted me to hollow out the croissant. And I'm always willing to do anything for anybody here. You know, somebody's like, run in the back, get me some sardines and put them in the egg whites. (laughs) Whatever you want, man. So he'd give me the croissant, we'd hollow it out. And by hollowing it out, I would put a utensil down in the croissant and kind of mush it around in there to make it hollow. Yep. Spence would take it over to the toaster, drop it in there on really high heat and get the quick. outside super crispy. Just yeah. real quick. You know, and you got to be careful because the croissant's got a lot of butter in it already. So Leave it in there too long, it, it burns. It will burn. It'll catch fire like yeah. that, you know? <laughs> there's step one to... There's, there's step one, yeah. To the Doug Fresh. That's right. And then the next step was two eggs over medium. So the eggs are still runny in the center. We would chop the bacon up. Nice crispy bacon chopped up. Literally shoved the bacon in there with the butter. The butter would melt inside the toasted croissant. Then I'd just try to drop the eggs in without breaking them. Real I think gentle. one time we got them in there Real without gentle. breaking them. He would cut it open and show me. And the eggs would kind of like flow into the nooks and crannies and left inside the croissant. And there'd be little chunks of wonderful bacon in there and the melted butter would slide. I mean, let me tell I you guys. I could go for one right now. Yeah, I could go for one right <laughs> now too. So that was the Doug or the Doug Fresh, the Dougie sometimes, uh, a wonderful sandwich. Yeah, you saved my life. I saved his life. I remember exactly how I saved his life. The entire city was celebrating. Spencer was celebrating as well. And when, when we celebrate, we tend to possibly have a, a pretty wicked headache the next morning. So uh, Spencer comes into the cafe and uh, I'm standing there and he goes, what's the best cure for a headache, you know, food wise? And I saw bacon and eggs. He's like, bacon and eggs. He's like, I never would have thought, you know, he's like, I'm not feeling too well. And, you know, my head's a little woozy. He's like, what do you, what do you mean bacon and eggs? I'm like, trust me, bacon and eggs. He's like, but I'm like, dude, don't smoothie it up. Don't go drinking milk. Eat the bacon and eggs. And so I make you up scrambled eggs and bacon, right? And I give them to you, and what happened? Changed my life. Yeah. How did it change your life? Because the minute you ate them, what happened? I felt like a new person. Did the headache go away? Oh, it's gone. The headache went away, right? Chef Tim... uh, Do you know why it went away? Because I looked into this scientifically. You have to refresh me. All right. Here's why the headache went away. When we celebrate, as our liver processes these things, there's certain toxins that makes you feel woozy, makes your head hurt, makes you feel worn out and tired, makes you hungover. There's an amino acid. I'm going to get technical now. All right. So forgive me. There's amino acid called cysteine. You can look it up. C-Y-S-T-E-I-N-E. This helps your liver flush toxins. And it is found in high concentrations in high protein foods like wait for it, bacon and eggs, sausage. So when your liver's trying to process all your celebrating, 
you're going to need a high protein food to help give you that amino acid. And so that's why you can sit down to a big scrambled eggs and bacon with cheese. It'll take that headache away. So yeah, I saved his life, basically. The guy, the guy was feeling like crap. And uh, bacon and eggs brought him back around. Absolutely. Yeah, he had a smile on his face. Headache went away. You're able to have a really good day after that. So look into it, people. You know, I'm not just BSing here. It works. Yeah, it does. It definitely works. It does. So it's been a pleasure for me to just work here with you guys, especially these last couple of years. It's just that family atmosphere that he brought back when he came from Kansas City. Just oh, it's, it's, it's fantastic, man. It's like It was like old days, but new times at the yeah. same time. It was really good. So I've been having a blast with you guys ever since. So let's delve into the three questions now. Absolutely. All right. Now, you're not going to know what these are. I'm just going to shoot them at you. Okay. Off the, tell off tell, the hip. tell off me the what's hip. up. Off Here we hip. go. Here we go. Favorite burger topping, go. This is a little random. Jalapenos. Yeah, you're a big jalapeno guy because you don't hit it at breakfast. I used to. But yeah, you did. You did. did. But then we got the fresh jalapenos that were growing in the back and they got a little too spicy. Yeah. Grounds crew planted some jalapeno bushes right out the back of the kitchen. Those were good. I would like literally. Everybody would laugh because I'd come walking in with like, I had to grab them and get in there quick. So I wasn't out there with my little basket and my, uh, you know, my bonnet on picking them. You know, I just literally would take a knife and slice off part of the bush and bring the jalapenos in, hanging on the bush and rinse the whole bush in the sink, clean them up and then plop them off and uh, start cutting them up for the omelet bar. So I have to say those jalapenos were fantastic. I mean, you couldn't get more fresh than that. Very true. I have to say it's a two part answer. Now that I think about it, it's jalapenos and a red onion or purple onion. Now, is this a cooked red onion or is this a raw? Raw. See, a lot of people I talk to do not like the raw onions. You're the first person. I'm a huge, I'm the opposite. I, I don't like the cooked onions. Really? Is that right? But there's something about the raw jalapenos and raw purple onions. It's got to on be a burger. purple onion. I, can, I get you on the purple yeah. onion. A white onion, I can't, nah, I can't, nah, can't, nah, can't nah. do that. But uh, yeah. That's that's that's, that's the it. favorite. The I get favorite it. It's super thin though. The onion. You're not you're not biting through like a big chunk of onion. No, super you ever go thin. To like a burger place and the onions are thick? You're like, what? The, right, just fry these up if you're gonna yeah, do that. Give yeah. me a thin one. Give me a thin one. I hear you, man. All right, jalapeno. <laughs> no cheese. Just jalapenos and onion. Pepper jack. Pepper jack. Spicy. Everybody loves pepper jack. Pepper jack. Yeah. All right. Number two. Number two question. Favorite pizza topping. Go. Ooh, that's tough. Jalapenos. Jalapenos again. Jalapeno. Oh, well, okay, wow. Okay. Again, two part answer. It's jalapenos and pepperoni. I knew you were gonna say pepperoni. Pepperoni jalapenos. So you like. You like that little bit of heat from the pepperoni, and then you amp it up with the jalapenos. And then you amp it up. See, Lane Johnson was in here a little while ago. Mm -hmm. He said the same thing. Did he? Yeah, jalapenos, pepperoni. He likes sausage on there. Here's another kicker. What's that? So pizza, hands down, my all-time favorite food. And with that being said, I've got some combos for you. All right, hit me with the combos. Go ahead. Well, I'll just hit you with the best ones. Best ones. Here we go. Pepperoni, jalapeno. All right. It's a kicker. You can never, ever, ever go wrong with your jalapeno, pineapple, and pepperoni. All right, see? You're, so you're right, getting, you're right you're in Kelsey land now. Kelsey he bit. loves that stuff. Oh, man. So you're getting a kick and then the sweetness. Right. I could talk about pizza all day. Oh, me too. We could do a pizza show. It is but, all you know, about the crust. The crust is good. You thin or thick crust? What thin. Do you think? Thin crust? I like it too. Shout out to Nomad Pizza. Nomad Pizza. Nomad yeah. Pizza. And an all-timer, margarita pizza. Okay. A Hands good down. margarita pizza. Fresh basil. Fresh, fresh basil. Fresh mozzarella. Fresh mozzarella. Light on the sauce. Yep. Thin crust. Thin crust, that wood-fired oven wood crust. Wood-fired. Yeah, get, get a baby. little bit of black on the bottom. Right, oh, right. Man. You got to have that little bit of char on there from the wood-fired oven because that makes the flavor of the cheese and the tomato just jump. You getting hungry? I'm always hungry. <laughs> hungry you ever now. see the Avengers where they say to Bruce Banner, he says, my secret, I'm always angry. I'm always hungry. I'm always hungry. I'm always hungry. That's why I'm a chef. <laughs> I'm not a chef to get paid. I, I want to eat. I want to eat. And yeah. If I figure if I cook all the time, I can eat all the time. There you go. Uh, there you go. That's my secret. All right. Third question. Food you hate. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Hands down. Mayonnaise. All kinds of mayonnaise. Like even if we was like a Chipotle mayo or whatever. I think it's childhood memories. My sister used to just eat it by the spoonful. Oh my. It's just awful. Okay. Isn't that awful? Just for fun or? She liked it. This is like, you know, you're watching TV. 
TV. There's nothing else in the cupboard. She would eat a spoonful of mayonnaise. Like, big big like, dish of mayonnaise. Like someone would take a spoonful of peanut butter just because, you know, peanut butter's awesome. Yeah, I understand. I love peanut butter. I can't get down on spoonfuls of mayonnaise. Spoonful of mayonnaise. And I, now, just, I know in Holland they dip their fries in mayonnaise, but it's still a vehicle. There's a French fry. You're not just eating it off a spoon. There's something about the smell and the taste of mayonnaise that, you're not, you're forgive not me, there. listeners, but it, it, would, it, it makes me almost want to... Okay. And I, I think it's the childhood memories of my sister eating it by a spoonful. I think that would get to anybody. Yeah. Now that I think of it, she eat it out of the, the big old Hellman's jar, or would you put it in a bowl? Oh, no, right out the jar. Right I, I don't want to get your gorge rising. I'm yeah. just curious. You know, I just how does one go ahead and just eat mayonnaise? <laughs> but what about the? she never took the little packets and just... No, no, Okay, no, no, all right. No. Man, I'm getting bad. All right. Sorry, everybody. I, I just, <laughs> just want to know. Just collecting thoughts here. All right. Weirdest food you've ever had in your life? Ooh. Weirdest... See, weird foods to me are texture. Okay. So texture. And I'm a really, really big fan of sushi. Sashimi. Okay. Um, but the weirdest food I've had was actually with Coach Peterson. We were at the Combine 2017, so two years ago. Okay. And again, I think our first mistake was probably having sushi in Indianapolis. All right. Now, okay. with that being said, for whatever reason, we decided to, he ordered octopus. And Coach Peterson loves sushi as well. So we ordered octopus. And... I had never had octopus until that point in my life. Okay. Raw octopus. And right. it was, uh, I couldn't finish it. It's chewy. Couldn't finish it's it. Very chewy. Side note, we both got sick. Really? And we're the only two at the table who had the octopus. So don't have the octopus in Indianapolis is what you're saying. So Indianapolis, not an octopus town. <laughs> Way to go, Indy. All right, man. I'm, I'm with you. I've had octopus in Italy. It was damn good. Damn. Okay. 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 My wife loves octopus. We do octopus, but uh, I get you, man. I bet if you cooked it. Well, I, I there's two it. ways I would cook it. Yeah. I, I would cut it up and fry it, mm -hmm. which is, yeah, you can do that just like with the calamari. You can pan sear it like scallops, which I've had it that way. But the coolest way I had it done was when we were in Tuscany for our honeymoon, my wife and I had it done table side on this huge thing they called a brazier. Essentially, just like a huge, massive charcoal grill they roll up to the table. Not like you would think like people doing tailgates with, but more a high-end type kitchen thing. And they just, the coals were stupid hot. Yeah. They took a baby octopus and just seared it on this thing. And then the guy like, took the ink sack out, cut the head off, and then just sliced it and put it on a platter. And the charred octopus, perfectly Unbelievable. Cooked. Absolutely amazing. Don't go to Indy, go to Italy. That's what I'm trying okay. to say. So I want to thank you so much for sitting down with us today. No, I know you're a busy guy. So. No, thanks for having me. Congrats on the promotion. Thank you, you very know? much. Thanks. All right, thanks again, brother. Thank you. So that was a great couple interviews with Lane Johnson and Coach Spencer Phillips. And I want to thank my producer, Brian Thomas, for working real hard on this podcast. It's our second season, and it's a pleasure for me to do this every time I sit down in front of the microphone. Thank you for your hard work, sir. Fans, I want you to listen, rate, and comment on all of our shows. Check them all out. We have some really interesting stuff from last season. Got a lot of cool stuff coming up. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Check out all the podcasts we have in the Eagles Network, like Eagle Eye in the Sky with Fran Duffy with his X's and O's breakdown, and Eagles Live with Dave Spadaro, where you can catch up on everything Eagles. Fans, we want you to listen, rate, and comment on this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So please join us next time when we take a step off the field to take a look at what's on the plate. Go Birds!